What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 186. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is reconvened to talk that stuff. When I want to know what's going on, going on, I can barely talk. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm feeling good today. Good. I'm glad you're able to speak. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> when I want to know what's going on with the local TV news beat, there's no expert I trust more than my favorite director, my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more than the man I call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world calls him Derek Powell. I just call him my cuz. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, you know, uh, I had a chance today to sit down and think and and I was, you know, flipping through the papers, just trying to figure out how we got here, because it seems like every page I turn to, there is more and more drama. There's drama in the U.S. government, there's drama on the streets, there are robberies, there are knockdowns, there are shootings, there's just tragedy upon tragedy upon tragedy. And I was trying to think, I said, well, where was it? Was there a time that that we weren't feeling all of this? Was there a time? And I don't know, maybe it's just my imagination. Maybe I'm doing what other people do when they talk about the good old days. But it seems like America took a horrible turn in the fall of 2016. I, can, I can't tell you how, how sick I felt watching the election returns coming in and realizing, holy smokes, this imbecile, this criminal, this con man, this game show barker, Donald J. Trump was going to occupy this, the hot seat after Barack Obama. After we elected one of the most highly regarded people, one of the most educated people, a uh, highly intelligent individual, after we put that guy in the office, America said, nah, we had too much of that. Give us this guy. <laughs> and it seems that from the time he got in, the negativity in America just started sure. getting unleashed. Whether you had the March in Charlottesville or you had Muslim bans or or, or just, the, just the nastiness that was just on display on a regular basis, whether it was him going after... Uh, people in his audiences for his rallies or whether it was him going after the press at press conferences, just just a nasty son of a gun. And I said, man, all of a sudden, you know, uh, we watched the 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 shift, you know, this this massive tax cut that kind of impacted all of us. This is the first year I've had to actually had to pony up money to the government where I didn't get a refund. I actually had to pay uh, money um, as a as a function of, of the new tax code. Uh, but it's not about me. I just thought about it in, in general terms. And I said, you know, wow, we went from that. Then you have a global pandemic where we lose almost a million Americans. And I'm not saying that we wouldn't have lost anybody, but I don't think it would have been a million people. I don't think we'd be dealing with the the fact that you don't, that people were anti-mask and anti-vax and all of this anti-nonsense because truth kind of disappeared in the last four or five years. And even after the election of 2020, where you know Joe Biden won, we still sat on pins and needles for an entire week. You know, nobody can exhale for a week, and we we're like, "Woo!" <laughs> then, when it was time to inaugurate that cattle, just before it was time to certify the election, you had uh, an insurrection, a, a, an insurrection following a massive pandemic, all the negativity that's been happening. And I'm looking at the situation now in Ukraine, and I'm saying, you know, there's one, one domino, one chess piece that keeps popping up in all of these stories. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin is the guy that helped get Trump installed. Vladimir Putin is the guy that tried to help him get installed again. Vladimir Putin is, is the guy that invaded Crimea back in 2014, which is kind of what started this Ukraine nonsense. He figured nobody did anything then, and so that allowed him to double down. He figured Trump was going to be in office, so he didn't have to do too much. He didn't have to go crazy just yet, figuring that he would end up breaking up NATO, and he could just kind of waltz in there and do what he do. 
But Vladimir Putin is also the guy behind Marine Le Pen, who was running for president of France against Emmanuel Macron. Macron is a good guy. He seems like a chill dude. He's that, he's that cool Frenchman. But Marine Le Pen, this chick is a straight Nazi. She's like she's like the 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 Fraulein in one of these Nazi movies, man. She's a straight Nazi. And it's Todd. I read something today that's drove me crazy. Todd, yes. Wow. It's, they, they have to have a runoff. Now I read something else today, Keith, that 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 down in Georgia, Raphael Warnock is trailing Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker to his wife's head. Wow. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. And the New York Generals. This is what you're talking about, right? The boy that can't speak This is speak exactly straight. what I'm talking about. Yeah, the guy that's got 16 personalities. Oh. That guy is ahead of Raphael Warnock. And I'm bringing all this up to say is that now because we're in a post-truth society, because Putin has weaponized propaganda in America, don't nobody know shit. And we're kind of watching. This is the twilight of this country. This is this is this is American Ragnarok. This is the twilight of this this democratic experience. If we don't hold on, because I, I don't know if y'all been paying attention to Mitch McConnell and all what they're saying and all what they're doing across the country. You know, with these 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 abortion bans and all of these and not telling the truth about our history and all of these things that are happening. All this anti-truth nonsense. And all this pro-authoritarian nonsense is going down. And if Democrats don't win the midterms, and this is what I'm using this platform for, this is what this show is about today, folks. If Democrats don't win this midterm because you mother stayed home and said, well, Biden ain't get enough done fast enough, it's a wrap. And I will turn it over to you, fellas. I will tell you this, um, and, and I don't want to be the Grim Reaper, but with the inflation I just don't see uh, the Democrats uh, winning the midterm, man. Um, I don't know if you guys notice Hellman's mayonnaise is like five fifty nine, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> black man can't make tuna fish no more, man. You're going there. And you you got to get mustard now. You know, you go to the gas station and it's, it's potluck where you go, man. And you can... And we talked about this, and I, and I know it has to get worse before it gets better. But in the two-year span, you just can't have that much bad luck. And then you try to flip it when the midterm comes. Like, you know, we're going to keep praying and hoping. And, you know, we're going to sing them old Negro spirituals. And uh, things are going to get better, man. He's got to have a quick turnaround, man, I believe, by October. And I know he released some of the uh, the reserves with the oil. He's been releasing it every day to try to give us some sort of ease. But what is the holiday? By Memorial Day weekend, something's got to go down if we're going to uh, got a chance to win the midterm. That's just my – I just think the inflation right now is just too high uh, for, you know, for us, the Democrats, to uh, win that midterm. All right, fair enough. Well, the midterm is not going to happen. That's um, sort of like a how – the political cycle goes. I mean, you have a president come in and usually almost always the midterms is referendum referendum on that president. So they usually, that's why it's, I know it's a quote unquote four year term, but really you got like a good two years, actually with the 60 months, I think it is to kind of get your stuff going. Cause if it doesn't happen by then midterms come in, they turn it over and then they just gum up the works. And if the midterms do go the way I anticipate them going, which is the Republicans taking control of the house and probably Senate. Um, all policies will stop because he's not going to I mean they're not going to bring anything to the table, and anything you do bring to the table is going to be shot down. So that's just how this you know wacky political system works. I mean he can't he's so unpopular amongst his own party, right? And he seems so out of it, quite frankly. I mean, but but like I said in a previous podcast, he never wanted a job. I mean, this is a man who was perfectly happy sitting at home, you know, talking to Jill, and suddenly like people say, "You got to run for president." He's like, "Oh man, I don't want to do this." So he runs for president. <laughs> he beats a guy who shouldn't have been president. Another person didn't, didn't want the job, but got the job because he was kind of fell into. It. He did everything well not to have that job, and that's not a job you can kind of take, you know, as an interim. You can't be like you know, you know, an Alvin Gentry interim coach, and you just kind of fell into the next. You got to be all in for that. And he was spent and done towards the end of the Obama presidency. So I mean, that's just 
it was a bad re- uh, uh, recipe. So come midterms, the Democrats are going to get smoked. And then you watch how McConnell, when he gets back control of the, of the Senate, and it was McCarthy of the House, they are going to shut yep. down the world. They, are, I mean, and it, McCar- uh, McCarthy, uh, uh, McConnell, the, the turtle, already said, if by some chance there's another Supreme Court nomination coming up, he will hold uh, it for if, two years. If he, if, if they, he said, if we have control of the Senate, we will hold it, and he will. I mean, he's there's no way no, he, he's not going to, you know. They could have four justices die. He'll he'll keep all four of them. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Mark, you're right on point. Uh, the other motherfucker, uh, Lizzie Graham, said the same thing. Once we get control of it, we're going to be some changes. And I'm still waiting for Lizzie Graham's said, buddy to show up. Listen. <laughs> so as, yeah, think, as you said, think, think I uh, Mitch McCollin, Lizzie Graham, Ted Cruz, and all those guys, they are working hard to get back what they lost. And like you said, when they get back, they're going to change the game. It ain't going to be easy going. Nothing's going to be just given. They're going to start taking things back. And as you said, even if uh, justices die or someone happens to lose their job, Clarence Thomas, and uh, they got to make a new vote, they're going to hold it up. Was That's that all shot? I'm saying. Was that a shot at Clarence, big bro? Was that a shot? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. How, Clarence? They coming for that the ass, is, man. They don't, have, they don't have to do much. I mean, we've always we've said it a thousand times in this podcast, Republicans fall in line, Democrats fall in love. So because he's like, I mean, you have bleeding heart liberals who are just like, oh, man, you know, Biden ain't doing this, he ain't doing that. But I, he's not that guy. I mean, he's always been, a, he's a good number two, but he's not that guy. I mean, like, and the thing I love about I mean, you know, politics or no, I love about thing I love about like you watch the show that the networks, whether it's CNN or Fox, they're spinning no their own truths. But the best thing you really find out what's going on. The comedians always give you the the real tea. They always tell you exactly what's going on, and they because they're comedians, they have no sacred cows. They tell you exactly who's effing up. So if you're watching SNL lately, they've been taking <laughs> Biden to the woodshed for, <laughs> with, with with correctness. I mean, not like they you know making up stuff, just like they did. Previous presidents, that's the thing that you, you kind of like. You like the fact that there's no secret cows, and he's just he's not that cat. Maybe we should it's send Biden. Our, oh, go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry. No, no, I was about to say, it's our job on Power to the People to fix this the best way we can. And and, and I think all of you guys make outstanding points. I mean, certainly you're right, Derek, about the inflation. Inflation is rough, and people's, people vote their purses. And, right. you know, there's nothing he can do about gas prices. No president. Presidents don't influence gas prices. That's a fact. We know that. But unfortunately, that doesn't matter who's in office. Uh, when the gas goes up, that person catches catches the fire. You know, George W. Bush caught hell um, at the end of his term because gas prices were, had, again, gone up to like five dollars a gallon. And, That's right. And, yeah. and people were suffering. Um, and certainly, you know, and, and, and it was the economy stupid with his father, you know, H.W. Uh, uh, Bush. Um, so, yeah, this is this this is a fact of life. People vote with their pocketbooks. But here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'll say to to Joe Biden. If you're listening. Joe Biden, if you're nasty, <laughs> you don't have to deal with this bullshit the way you're doing it. First of all, you got to get in your head that the old way of doing things, the old collegial Senate where guys kind of made deals and everybody would go on TV and act all gruff, but behind the scenes, everybody was, you know, sipping brandies and smoking cigars and working shit out, you know, giving each other something. You give me a little something. I give you a little something. We have compromise. We'll go out and shake hands and everybody will make out. That's over. You have idiots in, in, in the House of Representatives and you have idiots in the Senate. So what you need to do is you need to start going hard. What what Democrats get frustrated by is when they see Republicans get in office, to Mark's point, to your point, Mark, uh, they just fall in line. So whatever the Republican, whatever they want, they just get it done. They just they just ram it through whether you like it or not. They don't they don't care whether you like it. They don't care how you feel about it. It's a straight rape every time they get in office. Um, and we sit around and go, well, you know, I don't know if we should do this. We, we, we hem it in the horn. And so it feels like we're not doing things. Even though things are happening, the way it's presented is it seems 
that we're not doing anything. And the press plays into that with the Democrats in disarray nonsense. Even though they've all been on board, you got like a Joe Manchin and the Christian Cinema messing up the big plans, but we're still not doing the little plans. You know what you want? If you want to win, Joe, here's what you do for these young people that you hemorrhage in. You go out there and you cancel that student debt. Now, that's not going to bring gas prices down. But if a young person, if you're 20 years old and you're about to go back to college or if you just graduated from college, you're looking at $100,000 in loans and you get your student loan debt eliminated I'm voting for Joe. and you make sure that you let them know, hey, listen, I'm taking care of you. You take care of me. I guarantee that'll turn your fortune to around. He needs a spokesman. That's what he needs. A spokesman to speak what he can't say. And I nominate Samuel L. Jackson. Motherfuckers, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Simple and play. That's all. Change the ah. game. You can't be nice. You, you, you can't I, be nice. But I understand, Big Bro. Um, but you, it, it's got to be a finessed, a no. just keep, 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 keep. I get it. I I know we want to ram it. You still, but when you used to getting Vaseline, <laughs> you know, it's, you just can't. You just can't tell me. You know, I'm gonna get my prostate chair, and you ain't got no gel. Okay, that's not gonna happen. You know, I know I got to get that done, but you, you got to give me the gel, and that's what has to happen. You know, and it's just you got to ease it in, make it happen. Because other than that, we've been, we got to get off the hemming and hawing, looking uh, undecisive, and that's what we look. Let's make a decision. And let's stop worrying about what everybody's going to feel and everybody's going to think. And, oh, am I going to hurt somebody's feelings? But be a little nicer with the delivery. That's all I'm saying. Just be a little nicer with the delivery. But the Republicans no, are never nice with their delivery. See, they just said, take And it. we expect that. Yeah, Sam, you're going to be cussing. We, we don't need the cussing and all that when you're telling us what to do. It's got to be, you know, let Denzel do it. Man. Man. No, but know, not um, Alonzo, you know, from training day. But, you know. <laughs> but this... You know, in the words of Bernie Wet, Bernie Mac, motherfucker is not is not is not a curse word. No, I understand. It's just an expression. Man, that's all. I get it. You use it a lot, like Sam. You, but I'm telling you, that's not gonna fly with these folks. You gotta finesse them a little bit and have them believe this is what they want, and just you know, and just making you know pass whatever bills you know you got to do. You got to give people something that they can touch and feel right now. The student debt is great. I'm pretty sure they can lower the price of the mayo. They can lower the price of salmon at ten ninety nine a pound. <laughs> it's got to be something that I can feel when I go in, in, in the supermarket. If you can't do gas, give me something. And I think if you do that, we we, we will be okay. But it has to get done by October. It's got to be done. Lower the hotel well, rates for vacation. Give me something, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like student loan debt is something you know. And I you know you I, I had this conversation today. If I'm him. And I hope you listen. I hope somebody that, that has access to him that listens to us can just pass this along. If I'm you, Joe, here's what I do. I wait till because people are not really paying attention to the politics until after Labor Day. That's usually when you start to get dialed in. You know, uh, as much as we watch the news and pay attention, most of America does not watch the news or pay attention that much. But what people are, are they, they're, they're depressed. So what you got to do is as some kids are getting ready to go back to school, just after Labor Day or just before Labor Day, if I'm in college and I'm getting, I'm packing my bags, you know, I'm, I remember doing that, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old, I'm packing my bags and getting ready to go uh, back to school. And I hear, I learned as I'm going down there that, uh, you know, if you get registered to vote or some nonsense, if you plan on voting, I'm, I'm going to cut your, I'll cut your student loan debt to zero. I'm ready. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna put on a hat. I'm. I'm gonna be smiling. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna do what Trump tried to do with them damn stimmy checks. You gotta make sure that people get a little something. There you. You know, it's the old school. It's the old school. With the good times, man. Had all them. All them was always trying to give people a little something. Give people a little something. Make them feel like you know what. All right, I'm. I'm gonna do this heavy lift for you again now because I can see it. You know, you guys made a point. I think Keith was talking about Mitch McConnell and Tech Cruz. That's who's running. Those are the people that, that that are running for office. And I think what's happening is, yeah, on the low, we pay attention, but a lot of people don't pay attention. I, I, I'm sure if they overturn this Roe v. Wade, and that's coming up soon, that's going to get a lot of women hyped. 
if they if they outlaw gay marriage, which they're trying to do in a lot of these states now, that's going to get a lot of people hyped. But people still have to get to the polls. And again, I'm seeing a poll saying that 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 Raphael Warnock, Senator Reverend Warnock, is tra- trailing Herschel Walker's dumbass. No, I have a hard time. But I have a hard time believing that a people are paying attention. Or B, if they are paying attention, I gotta say, what's wrong with you? And keep in mind, Stacey Abrams is running for governor, will be on the same ballot as Raphael Warner. So maybe she got a plan. I hope she does. He needs to stay there and, and then they need to pick up a couple of seats. You know, you might be right about the, the about the house, just the redistricting is gonna be tough. It's a tough uh uh nut, and it's only like seven seats difference or whatever. Um, but I do believe that with this this um insurrection committee going on and they're going to start having live hearings during the summer. A lot can change between now and September, but right now, right now, uh, in the words of Michael Ray Richardson, the ship be safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurt. Hey, oh, boy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But a lot will change. Um, you know, speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> the ship be sinking. Now, here's here's another good reason that you should be voting. Um, last week, we saw the confirmation of, uh, I guess, Justice. Yes, yes. Call her Justice. Yeah. Justice Katanji Brown Jackson uh, uh, happened last week. She was confirmed, um, I think, 53 to 47 because a couple of Republicans came over and cast their votes. And she should have been confirmed like she was confirmed for her previous two times uh, on on the judiciary by an overwhelming majority. But this is where we are right now. This is where we are, um, where you have morons questioning her academic bona fides, questioning her intellect. Um, But congratulations. Definitely. Congratulations. What did she win? 53 to 47? Yes, they had uh, three that's, Republicans that voted that's for her. crazy, though. I, I understand, you know, you want to go with your party, but damn, she's over, overqualified, man. Eventually, you, I, I know, I know, Mark, I, I get it, but eventually, you know, something has got to kick in. Like, yo, this is the person for the job, man, you know, if it's about that. But that, that's still too close for me, 53 to 47, man. That's that's what's yeah. scary. I think Anthony said early in the, in, the, uh, in the show that those days are over. The days of... The days of a moderate compromise are over, and definitely the days of reason seem to be over. And when you have, you know, uh, oh my God, uh, uh, Green Taylor, what's her name? Marjorie Green Taylor. Taylor and talking about the world. Uh, Jimmy Kimball. Yeah, and those people <laughs> of the world. That's that's over. The idea of a of a of a compromise or like a, a little give and take, it's it's over. I mean, even like I, I said many podcasts ago when. When it was news that they all voted that Putin was essentially a bad guy, that was should have been like a, a slam dunk, and that became an issue. So it's just, right. There was like sixty some odd people who said not. It's like you would think He's all right. you would think that you can make some kind of common sense, but it's just and 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 the the bad thing about it is that Biden still operates on that premise. He's thinking, well, you know, I'm going to talk to people. No, you, you can't. McConnell was just as old as Biden, but that guy is like. He's, he's 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 a he's, he's got no soul. Well, that he's also he's a <laughs> soul big old Anthony. <laughs> he's a great politician because he's adapted to the backroom deals, to the slam dunk deals. He he's been able to survive. He's a roach. He's been able to survive all the different machinations of how things used to be. Because you know, like he's just he's not you know AOC where he just got there. Him and Schumer they've been around a while. And especially McConnell's been around a while, and he's survived. Uh, you, you know what? <laughs> it's the line from uh, the Second Matrix: "I survive all your predecessors, and I'll survive you too." He's that guy, that French guy that survived all <laughs> the uh, iterations of of this government we call the Matrix, and he's been able to get through the compromise, the backroom deals, the stand up and the flat out, you know, rejection of ideas, whether it's. Um, uh, uh, Obama being able to nominate Garland with, I think it was like 10 months left in his presidency, and they said, no, we're not, you know, the next president should decide. And with basically two days left in his presidency, they confirmed uh, um, uh, the, the last the justice lady, for the lady. Uh, yeah, for the, uh, yeah the, the moving trucks was on the lawn when they confirmed. Huh? So, yeah. They had, they had, they had, they had this van line sitting right on the lawn. They're like, nah, I'm going to rush it through. So he, he's one of those guys that he, you would. 
he's he's a bigger problem than than people kind of let on. Because think about it, he's I mean, he sat there and said all those things about you know Graham is boy how much, Graham is <laughs> he's more of of a, of a flavor flav. He just yeah boy he's it. He he goes wherever he needs. Drama queen is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, no, he is. But but McConnell is too much of a, of a power broker because he's moving a lot of pieces. He's he survived Trump. Remember, he before Trump got in office, he was talking big. Got in, you know, Trump got in office. He talked big. He finessed Trump around so that even though Trump can't stand him and hates him, he still has control. McConnell still has enough control of the party that Trump can't totally override him. But he's become a pain in the ass too, McConnell. And that's why the people of the of the Lincoln Project walked away. They're like, "Listen, this is this is not us." That's why it's so crazy. Somebody like a Liz Cheney, who is conservative to to the nth degree. Oh, she, yeah, she, she, she yeah, I mean, the that, definition of a conservative Republican. And she's like, "This is insane," and they don't like her. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's all changed, and I, I, you make great points about it. I, I think you know uh, what's happened. I mean, I know what's happening. I, obviously, that that they they've made they've doubled down. They'd rather be in power, and they don't care how they get it. Uh, I was watching, I was watching this um, this the the, the movie of, about Tammy Faye Baker, mm-hmm. Oscar nom, the one that uh, Jessica Chastain uh, won the Oscar for. Okay. And there's a there's a definite danger that the so called the slave owners that that founded the country. Uh, knew about. They saw it coming. They said you. That, that's why they wanted to have separation of church and state. When you have church and state together, you get a huge problem um, because then people will just do stuff that they feel they're justified uh, in doing. And and those power marriages uh, create all kinds of problems down down the road. Uh, the slave owner that 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 founded my school, Thomas Jefferson. Um, famously said that uh, the the um, I want to paraphrase him. He said that that uh, the strongest way to keep your democracy is by having a well informed electorate, right? You know, the people believe in truths, and you you let them know the truth, and you keep them informed, and that is the best way to keep your democracy. When you start manipulating the truth, like they do in autocratic governments or dictatorships, that's when you start to find yourself in in an Orwellian situation. You find yourself in 1984, uh, in the pages of 1984, which is where we are now, where where truth is is so sporadic and so we can't agree that uh, wearing a mask will protect you from the virus. We can't agree that taking a fucking horse, what is a horse trip? Uh, tranquilizer or whatever horse horse dewormer yeah yeah um, well is, is, a, is a better treatment for covid than getting uh uh, uh carefully researched uh vaccine you mean that's you mean where clorox, we clorox clorox or clorox <laughs> bleach, right, would, would not be a better option than than taking a, a moderna or a pfizer vaccine that's where we are uh the fact that there was a movie that um uh, Leonardo DiCaprio starred in uh, called uh, "Don't Look Up." I oh yeah, I've seen that, Anthony. Oh yeah, oh, it's yeah. hilarious because it's not really about the, the this asteroid, but it's about climate change. Climate change is the asteroid heading heading toward us, and the movie kind of talks about how wacky we've gotten, where we don't believe shit. We, you know, everything is 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 uh, everything that's up is down, everything that's down is up, and that you can't convince people of of simple truths, and and. You know, that's where we are. You know, you talk about the gas being being almost $5 a gallon. Yeah, that shit is a heavy, heavy lift for a lot of people. But you know what we should have been doing? We should have been investing in electric cars years ago. We should have been working on the grid years ago. We should have been trying to get off of this fuel because this is not the first time this has happened. This is Charlie Brown and Lucy with the football back in the 70s. Mm. Remember the gas crisis back then? Odds and even oh. Odds and even on the license plate. Yeah. yeah. Yep, 79. You had, you know, you had another gas crisis. And now that the Russians are providing oil to the Europeans, they don't want to do too much. They don't want to have a no-fly zone. I was watching 60 Minutes yesterday, and the president, Zelensky, was saying, if we had no-fly zone, we'd be all right. You know, they appeased Hitler. 
He, and I don't. I hate to use the uh, every time you use Hitler in an argument, you lose the argument. But they appeased Hitler. They didn't do anything to stop him when he when he grabbed the Sudetenland. They didn't do anything to stop him when he grabbed little tiny pieces. That that just encouraged him to go further. This, I mean, you know, this this guy Putin is a habitual liar. Putin attacked our democracy. He lost a cyber attack against the United States, and we didn't beat his ass. And now he's going after, you know, another country and, and, and threatening us and we don't do shit about him. He's committing war crimes and we're supposed to be the United States of America, the policeman of the world. And we're like, well, we don't want to offend him because he's got nuclear weapons. You know what that's telling the rest of the world? You know what that's telling the people in, in Korea? You know what that's telling people in China? Oh, OK. So we'll build up our nukes and we'll do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And y'all won't do shit about it because we got nukes. Yep. That's it. That's a dangerous precedent. Well, the, so, the, the initial premise of the nuclear deterrent was that nobody's crazy enough to launch a nuke, to use but we don't believe that's the case with Putin. I believe that if he felt truly cornered, he's going to just, he's going like, to Nino Brown it, you know, he's going to stand up and start naming it names in, in, in the courtroom <laughs> and send off a bunch of missiles because he's going to feel like, well, you know, if I'm going, we're all going to go down. And that's the problem. I don't, I, mean, I was too young to really have a deep understanding of the Cold War. But I understood enough to understand that most people thought it was scary, but nah, they're not going to really do that. Because if, if that was the case, I mean, we've seen a lot of movies of the end of the world. We see, Put it this way. We see how things get shut down when, it's going to sound bad, when you have a little bit of water hit a city. It just, it just destroys a city. Man, I know. It's not a little bit of water. I know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and see that and, and, uh, absurd as, as that sounds, like in New Orleans or up here in New York, we had the uh, Superstorm Sand, uh, Superstorm Sandy, and even the recent one. I think it was was it last spring or last when uh, in in uh you know, in Queens and in, in, in Nova Jersey when we had the water, it ruins. Thing. Just think if you ever had if you ever had a flooding uh, uh, you know apartment or bathroom, it's like damn man, I, I gotta throw out this, and and that's just water. I know, quote unquote, it's just water. The nuclear deal is just it's, it just your your world is shut down. I mean, things get totally upside down. I mean, power plants and grids and connectivity, all that stuff just shuts down. So I think that's why... And the price of mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> mayonnaise going up. So there will be no mayonnaise. So we would think, okay, fine, he's never going to do it. But I think he would, if he felt anywhere near pressured, he would just, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna launch. And let, things, and, and let it be what it is. I, I see yeah. that too. I see that so too. that's the scary, because you would think, you know, he's not crazy. He's crazy, but you know, the phrase, he's crazy, but he's not that crazy. He's that crazy. And he's that, we talked about uh, uh, Trump's, his narcissism. He's got nothing on Putin. We've seen Putin ride around on a horse with no shirt on, think he's fine. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I, 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 again, of course, but that, but that's, but that's, that's exactly my point. If we allow this, that means the Chinese are going to take their ass right into Taiwan and go, "Yo, y'all ain't gonna do nothing because we got nukes too." Yeah. That means North Korea might say, "You know what? We like the South Koreans. You know, they got Hyundai's and, and Samsungs. We going down there. We ain't ate in a long time." We're going to take this 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 500,000 man or million man army and march our asses right over the border and dare y'all to do something because we do have nukes. We have short range nukes. And if you come at us, we will launch these nukes in South Korea. Uh, And if y'all launch them back in North Korea, it don't matter because we ain't got shit here anyway. So we ain't worried about it. We're just going to make the rocks bounce up here. So (laughs) that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 It's a dangerous precedent. To not enforce a, fly, a no fly zone, we've done it in Bosnia, we've done it everywhere else except for here right now when we're watching a, a genocide happening. Because I don't know if y'all saw those pictures that are coming out of uh, out of Buka. We talked about it last yeah. week, uh, but they're showing more pictures. And apparently, it's a lot. And I said it uh, as the stories would have a chance to, as people would have a chance to talk to reporters, the stories you're going to start to hear coming out of these places are going to be a lot more horrible than the actual pictures pictures you're seeing. And so we're sitting there watching it, you know, the whole idea of never again. And sure enough, here it is again. We're watching uh, a genocide. We're watching war crimes being committed on a daily basis, attacking civilian populations. And all this dude is asking for is to put your jets up in the air, fly them over. Say, and you, you can tell them, say, listen, we're putting our jets up there. Uh, Ukraine asked us to come in and put our jets up there. Now, y'all can fly if you want to. 
But if we see you launching anything, you can fly all you want to. But if you launch anything, we're going to shoot you down. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know. And then they got, and then, and if, if you want to, you, you go, you go to DEFCON 5 if you want to. You know, we, we, we was talking earlier when we was talking about the, how the Democrats and Republicans, and you basically line up the situation the same way. Putin's threatened, I'll, I'll drop uh, nukes on everybody. Then everybody else feels they're going to do the same thing. So now all the countries are going to look at the United States and say, y'all the power nation. What are y'all going to do if this happens? Are y'all going to step up and protect everybody else? So who do you trust with the switch? You know, who's going to pull it? You know, if Putin pulls it, does the United States pull it? Do South Korea, do China, do they just obliviate the earth and then there's no more people? But you have to stop somebody from keep saying what we're going to do. We're going to drop a nuke on anybody. Someone has to stop somebody. Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, to your point, both of your points. I mean, yeah, we we do. Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for a nuclear war, but I am saying that I don't think. Yeah, he is crazy, and he would do it. But um, it, the, the the policy that we had in the Cold War, Mark, was called mad, mutually assured destruction. Meaning you'd have to be mad to do it. If you launch, <laughs> I'm a launch, and everybody's yeah. gonna, the world's gonna be destroyed. So let's not, you know, we have these weapons we can't use. And this fool is actually talking about, well, we got nukes. We might be able to use them. No, you can't use them. There's no way you can use them. But uh, it's conventional. You talk about a guy that's doing genocide in a, in, a, right. in a little country. Those rules don't apply to him. That the I think it was the Geneva Convention when they set these rules. All that stuff doesn't don't play no more. People are doing what they have to do to get their point across or show that they have the power. The, the hope that I have, and I, I have a strong hope in this, is that like, just like uh, Trump or Biden or any other, if he was to say, you know what, launch all the, the nukes, it's not like he can go to his garage and hit a button. I mean, he's got a, there's a whole <laughs> series of things, and I would think that he would have- We don't know that. He might, he might have <laughs> why, why it's his remote. We don't know. I would think and hope that there's enough people in this country say, no, this we don't is do, not going to happen. Do that. We're not, uh, but they scared and, and him, Mark. They scared him because he because he hasn't gone to the ultimate level. The, 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 like, if, like I, I think if he was to say, let's launch a nuke to, to you know United States. We're going to attack New York. The, the, all the machinations and all the things you have to get done to get that going, I mm. think and hope that uh, enough people in his building would say we're not doing that because essentially it's not like he's you know uh thor uh, or hulk he's one guy one little guy i mean you can you can take him that. out so i don't think if, if it got to that point i think enough people say listen okay we went along with this we went along with that for whatever reason this is a bridge too far and they would just say no we're not doing it isn't the the you the, the ukraine ain't that his own people just over there right Russia's- um his not quite his own people because remember a lot of those they Baltic speak the same people, language yeah but there, no. there's like the ethnic groups it's like it's like sort of like um and it's maybe maybe a far-fetched but it's sort of like some of those war factions in 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 africa where you have these you know you would think we're all the same group different you know, dialects and stuff like different that dialect, different ethnic ethnicities different right. cultures so while we look at them as oh that's you know ukrainians and russian right you russia blah blah, blah. you say Ukrainians don't look at themselves at all as Russians. It's, it's, it was, I remember when I was in school, I was uh, talking to, I was working at a hotel, uh, shout out to Omni Shore in, in DC, and I was talking to a, uh, an Ethiopian waitress. Um, and we were talking about whatever we saw, I think some kind of politics. And she said, blah, blah, blah. And she said, you know, you know, yeah, you know how they talk, uh, you know how they are, um, and talking about black people. And, and, I, and it was an epiphany to me because I'm thinking, we in the United States count them as us. Mm-hmm. But they count them as Amer- Ethiopians look at black people as Americans. Black people look at Ethiopians as black people. And I was like, "Oh wow, we're not on the same team." She's looking at us like you're an American. Or you're, you know, you you got you got caught. Right. No, didn't get caught. Even, even among Africans, uh, when they talk about other Africans, they don't talk about you know we are all Africans. They 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 make a distinction yeah. between Ghanaians right. and 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 people from Cameroon and people from Sudan. They you know nah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm, you know, I'm gone. Yeah. I and I was like, I, wow. I, under, I understand that. 
but he doesn't have anybody because they haven't done it yet to go into his office, his bunker, wherever he wherever he at and say, yo, man, this is too much what you're doing to Ukrainians. This is the real story. We're killing, you know, this is innocent people. So that's why when it comes to the nukes, I don't know if anybody's strong enough in his camp on his team to say, nah, we're not going to do it with the destruction that I see him doing right now. And nobody's saying like, yo, this is too much. Come on, we got to pull back. You told us seven days. Now we at six or seven weeks. Come on, man. We got to pull back. Look what we're doing. Here are the real pictures. And he keeps on going. So I don't know if he's got anybody strong enough on his team to do that. To you know, the man up and say enough is enough. I think what what behind the scenes, what American diplomats need to say to him and let let all his his Russian let their Russian counterparts know is if this motherfucker even <laughs> thinks <laughs> about launching a nuke, we're gonna turn that whole country into a goddamn parking lot. Stop the nonsense. See, that's what I'm talking Y'all about. Gotta, that's what I'm talking about. You know what you got to do. But it's got to be more than talk. You got to send a message. Like, a, somebody's got to get backhand slapped. Like, yo, I'm not playing with you before I actually have to lay my hands on you. Like you just can't. People now. Didn't we learn something from a couple weeks ago? Yeah, well, that was no real goddamn slap. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, that, that's why he didn't flinch. Anyhow, man. New- City stuff, Mark. You know, you know what I'm talking so about. You gotta send a different message more than like some verbal words. You you gotta like, okay, this is an example. Boom. I I'm not playing with y'all. You see what I already did for people to get the message. You know how when you were a kid, you know, okay, it, it's hot, but I'm gonna try to touch the flame. Your flame. And then somebody put your hand on it. Then you get the message. It's got to be something <laughs> where somebody can touch. He just doesn't seem like the guy who's going to be moved by a threat. That's just my opinion. He just doesn't. Seem no, like I, I, that's why I said if, you, if, if we put up some NATO yes. jets, combat patrols, and dared them to mess go. with them. There you go. Then, then he would understand, and we shoot them all, shoot all that stuff down. I agree, hundred like, percent. Okay. That is the only. That's the only thing he's going to understand. You got to meet aggression with aggression, and that's what he will understand. But if we're going to stay over here and be like, "Yeah, man, just you know, long as you don't do this, man, go ahead with that. I'm gonna do what I'm doing, what I want to do." He's got to see some sort of pushback, resistance, and then he's going to get the message. And until then, I still feel that cat. Is okay, as Mark said, if he's pushed into a corner, fuck it. I'm going to push a button, man, and yo, you know, let's see what happens from there. Y'all think I'm playing? You got to step to him a lot quicker before he can get to the button. Well, like I said, I, I, you know, again, I, I I just think that this this time, this period, and, and I will say this, this is, this is an area that Joe Biden is effective in. This is what he spent his whole uh, Senate career on, unfortunately for him, uh, foreign policy wins don't necessarily do a whole lot for the domestic policy. You're going to have to change up that domestic joint and get right. I'm telling you what to do. Cancel these student loans, cancel that student loan debt, and you will get these fools. And I, I would I would put a condition on it. Say, hey, you know, gee, if y'all need me to cancel that student loan debt. I need to see, uh, you know, <laughs> I need to see y'all vote. That's it. Right. I would I would wait till the day before. I said, listen, I'm gonna wait till the day before. I will cancel it if the Democrats hold hold the House. I will cancel it if the Democrats hold the Senate. If not, y'all asked out. What you want to do? Mm-hmm. Got me. You got me a shot call. That's all. Because Trump would say it. Oh, definitely, and do it. He would say he would actually say something that crazy. But I'm I'm suggesting that you put it out there. Say, listen, you want your debt canceled. We need to win these seats. We need to make sure we can get all this stuff done. We need to make sure we hang on to not only hang on to the Senate, but expand the Senate so we can get rid of Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema's uh, obstruction. We need at least two more Senate. We have a chance to do that. Y'all get this done. And y'all get and y'all hang on to this house. We're gonna get all these fools locked up. We good. If not, no soup for you. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I don't see how it's hard. I don't see how it's hard at all. Um, over the weekend, we got some sad news, and that's what this is. What I, I was I was opening the show with, just talking about every. It seems like every other day, there's just another brick in the load. Um, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you guys are Steelers fans, and that's why I'm bringing it up. You guys are Steelers fans. Uh, backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Dwayne Haskins, um, died tragically over the weekend. Twenty four year twenty four years old. Uh, died tragically. Uh, he was struck by a vehicle um, on a highway, I guess, in Florida. 
uh, I guess late at night. Uh, I guess he was, no, it was, it was in the morning. It was six thirty. Six thirty in the morning. Okay, early in early in the morning, um, attempting to cross uh, the highway for whatever reason, and uh, it is a tragedy. He's a young man. He's you know he had the world uh, by the balls really, and uh, unfortunately he's uh, he's gone. And so we just want to shout out his family and his people, and uh, just you know. Rest in peace, rest in power, young man. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but again, it's, it's it's as I said, it just seems like you know more and more and more tragedies every single day. Um, in addition, uh, one of our people, uh, my cousin nephew, and Mark's cousin nephew, and your nephew Derek, and your son, don't know Keith, don't know, huh? Don't know. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, had some things to say about the show last week. He, we were talking last week in last week's podcast about the gun violence and, and the increasing gun violence and the need to do something about uh, the violence on the street. And, you know, Derek's been an advocate of a policy I can't stand, uh, stop and frisk. Although, after a shooting of a bouncer in my neighborhood the other day, I might be leaning that way. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, oh. <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, everybody, but some of these cats, I mean, you know, every day, every single day, it's, it's I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe, is it me or are people just acting more assholish across the board and traffic? Are, are you getting, are you getting the finger, you're getting the bird Are people driving more aggressive. Do you guys notice that? Or, I, or, or, I think the two years we were in the crib with the pandemic where folks just got this aggression and energy that's been backed up that now they are just letting it out. And you, you, you gotta be really, really careful. Somebody, you know, like I, I was driving today coming from my mom's house and a cat, you know, he want to go around, man. I pulled to the side, man. Go ahead play. You know, I'm good, man. I don't want no misunderstanding. I don't want you to be late for your appointment because you ran, you running late. I don't want nothing to do with it, but it's people are really, really aggressive out there. And I think it has a lot to do with folks being in the crib. And now tomorrow's going to be 70 degrees, y'all. So, you know, they're going to show up and show out. I'm staying inside tomorrow. I don't want nothing to do with that, man. Because <laughs> remember, they ain't getting the target. It's the innocent people minding their business that's getting to work, man. So you, you got to be careful moving around out there tomorrow, man, because I think the rest of the week is going to be hot, man, until we get this situation under control. But, yes, uh, Anthony, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's getting rough, man. It's getting real aggressive out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, have you noticed that? It's, it's, is it? I mean, again, I, I just noticed that people are are – Less kind, it seems. Yes. Less kind. I yes. mean, just 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 on on the on the basic things. I'm seeing people arguing about nonsense and, and grocery stores. I'm seeing people arguing about just foolishness every everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, and and just a, a, a simple act of kindness, mm. you know, is, is like rare. Yeah, yeah. I, you travel the train, um, Anthony, right? Yeah, on the train. Do people say excuse you when they walk by? Or they just push past you. No, you know, this is something I noticed. <laughs> People, you know, I, I I rarely sit down or I rarely can get a seat. So I, you know, always lean on the door. I stand on the door. And when, you know, the door's open, I move out the way and let people come in. Now people are not even turning to the side. Damn, just bucking So now I got to push through you to get on the train. <laughs> Tell you, yeah. Which is already creating dramas because you hype. And so now I got to be hyped just to get on the train. This is happening on a daily basis. The other day, two dudes was about to square off on the train over what I just described. Yeah. Dude was like, come on, man, you see all these people. Why don't you just step out of the car? If you want the spot, step out of the car. And then when everybody gets on, you can step right back where you was. But you got to move. Dang. And uh, Dang. Then another dude was like, you know, man, what you talk, why are you talking at me about this nonsense? And it went back and forth. I'm like, oh, man, I'm stuck in this seat right next to these people. No, you need to get your ass out of that car before the train. <laughs> train. Said, no, no, that's what I'm saying. The, train, the car was so crowded. He said, well, you know, and I was on the express train. He said, all right, next stop. You can get, we can both get off this train. See? Settle yeah. us right here. I'm like, all right, we'll go get off the train. Yeah. See? Yes. But I'm saying, I mean, that there is a craziness going on, and and, and, I, and I'm constantly hearing from my significant other about, it's dangerous. This city is dangerous. It's crazy. We got to go. I'm like, you know. Yeah, I think. Yes, it's bad. Times are bad. But all you have to do is watch some newsreels of 1975. In fact, <laughs> I, I, I recommend you watch the uh, Son of Sam documentary where they spent a lot of time in New York 
in the 70s. You just watch the background and then tell me how that will describe what bad is. It's bad. It's worse because it's up, but it's not as bad in the cities as people are trying to make it out to be. And I sent you guys an article yeah. um, uh, that talks about this. And here's the great, the great thing, the great talking point. And Fox News, just like the, 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 the caravan of Mexicans that are coming to invade the country, uh, they also spent a lot of time talking about how the Democrats have failed the urban environment. Democrats have failed these cities. Only when you do the research do you realize that there's more crime, there's more gun action, more gun crime, more violence, more uh, capital crimes taking place in these red states where guns are easily and, and readily available than there is in, in actual urban centers. That is true. They, they're ready to fire like it's okay. Yeah. When I was reading the article, man, I, I didn't know it was that on and popping down south. You know, in the south, they said, but it makes sense. If I can go into a store and get me a, you know, get me a, a gun, a pistol, and uh, I, I'm ready to lock and load, man, and put some work in, man. So I, I it, it kind of makes sense when you look at it like that, man. And the other thing they have down in these, 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 these red states, these southern states, is a lot of them states, they don't even have like, uh, they, they have... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ca- uh, no concealed carry open laws. Open carry. Yeah. Open carry. They have open carry, but they also have concealed carry where there's you, there's no, you don't have to have a permit. That's what I'm about to say. They have a uh, concealed carry okay. where there's no permit. Really? So anybody. I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, everybody got something. No, it is unnerving. Everybody's packed. It's unnerving to see somebody. I, I, where the heck was I? I forgot where I was. And I saw somebody. Walk in with the gun on their head. Yeah, and your first thought is, "Oh, it's a, it's a, uh, a detective or something." But then you realize, no, he's it's a regular dude. And I, I cannot remember where the heck I was because uh, couldn't can't be in New York. I'm not sure where I was when I saw it, but it, it is on kind of unnerving. Like, wow, that's that's a gun. You know, that's. Man, I can tell you where I was at. I was the y, I was at the YMCA. Well, where you live, I guess that's fine. Was you looking in the mirror while you was getting dressed? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got old Betsy with me today. <laughs> Don't tell <laughs> yourself, big bro. <laughs> you need to get this conversation out. Exactly. <laughs> it's a dirty Harry down there. Exactly. Shoot. Listen, what? I, no, but, uh, but, but, but think about the logic behind that. Again, if you're walking around with a gun on your hip mm-hmm. and you know, you feel the need to carry that gun on your hip. That that says a lot about you. That says that um, you're not looking for bad guy. You're not a vigilante. You're afraid. There's a part of you that's definitely afraid of being out in the street without it. I'm, which means that you're more likely to reach for it if some shit goes off. I if some if some some shit, shit happens. I would take it different. I would I would have said that's a person who is. You know, some people do things just because they can. I mean, I think it's that type of deal. Where, I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this to either get a rise out of you or I want you to say something so I can, you know, TikTok you or whatever. Not to- you, know, you know what else it is, Mark? Yes. People, people who have guns, who carry guns like that, that's to them is power because they were never nothing before they had a gun, but now they have a gun. Mm-hmm. So they, now they feel I am the goddamn fucking man because I got a gun on me. That's the so, way a lot of them think. Well, that's yeah, not me. That's not your story brother. About, story about, <laughs> the, uh, about the, when we lived in uh, Linden Plaza. Had a, right, who, the the guy who, yeah, who never had anything, was never any, mm-hmm. never anything, suddenly became, you know, 17 feet tall because he had, oh, what, a 22 or whatever in, in his pocket. Yeah. You take that, you take that the, the steel out of his hand and he's just that same little kid again. Yes. Now, hey, Big Brother, so when you walk into Walmart and <laughs> you're looking at the last cranberry uh, ocean spray, <laughs> Are you saying I wish a nigga would take it before I get there? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you go to you, you, you know, you show me your waistband and they put it down. <laughs> I mean, how do you feel? <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that. I, I, I'm more of a, a JD Walker guy. I carry a razor. Okay, cut you in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I, again, you know, I, I guess you make a point. I mean, uh, I, I'm always, I'm, I'm always curious about the person that has to have the gun on their hip everywhere they go, where it's, 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 it's part of their, their regular outfit. You're not like Mark said. You're not in law enforcement. You're not, 
You're not military. What are you carrying this gun? Why are you carrying this gun? What do you need it for? Just to be riding your car to go go to Walmart? What do you need this gun for? I don't I don't I don't get it. I mean, um been I understand that that is it's good. I mean, like, you know, um I I, I we, we talked about it last week, which is where where my little cousin nephew had issue, took issue with it. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking about personal protection, the best protection in your house is not a pistol, it's a shotgun. It. Period. Um, so, so I don't, I don't understand it. Either. I, I'll, I'll share this story before we get out of here. Uh, years ago, I'm doing a show, actually doing a, my first show in Charlottesville, uh, back when I went to school. Uh-huh. I had never performed there. I was performing at some, some, uh, in fact, um, I think it was a hotel we had stayed at, uh, Mark, when I, when you guys came down to visit, it was the same hotel way out, out there on uh, Route 29. And, you know, at the show, you know, I'm talking some chicken, you know, we hanging out and, and uh, she years said, and well, years yeah, ago, right? You so you're talking some check, like years and years. And years yeah, ago. yeah. No, this, 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 this is before. I had a life before. I lived before. Okay. Um, so, uh, so anyway, she was like, "Yeah, you know, um, uh, we just talk. I said, you know, I forget how the conversation came about, but she was like, "Yeah, I, I carry a gun." And she wow. reached into her purse and she pulled out a three fifty seven uh, short nose, Damn. and. It changed my whole vibe. I was like, <laughs> well, look at the time. I got some time. <laughs> uh, you know, I may even go walk you to your car because you good. <laughs> you need to walk, walk you to your car. car. <laughs> I'm going to walk me to my car and call it a day, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm saying, I mean, that that psycho- psychologically, that's so, that that's you're, you're, it's too much. I don't know if people are really prepared for it. And now you're talking about people um, who are living in a post-traumatic stress uh, cocktail on a daily basis, you know, because we all have a little PTSD from, 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 as I said, from the election in 2016, from the pandemic, from all of the tragedy that's happened in the last couple of years, lives lost, everything, you know, uh, every time you turn on the TV, insurrection, war, war crimes on TV, we're living in a post-traumatic, in a PTSD, situation um and so to have people having all these damn guns is a problem i'm glad joe biden did one thing right this week uh he got rid of he, he put some legislation in place for these ghost guns which are guns that can't be traced and Crazy. um you know you need more of that joe joe you need more of that start doing these executive orders start get the pen out buddy and get to work otherwise we're gonna be asked out come 2023 mm-hmm. just saying Hey, um, hey, so, uh, um, hey, cuz, can I just throw in some good news um, before we close? Oh, because please. I mean, everything was uh, pretty much on a down, you know, down note. Well, we're, you know, we trying to. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, for some good news, um, I just I, I want to apologize to our listeners. Um, Megan Good has found a new bow, and uh, she she's not for she's no longer for the streets. She's no longer for the streets. You can just look at him and tell. Clean, he's a clean cut guy. He looks really, really nice. Oh, Go, he's Megan. So I, I'm man. happy you found love and you left the uh, the pastor for your true love. Big ups to Megan Good. Just want to put you out there. I want to apologize for what I said and uh, kind of get my cuz off the hot seat. I'm pretty sure when you show the picture to your significant other later, uh, she will agree that Megan is no longer for the streets. She went the total opposite way. Good job, Megan. Love you, girl. <laughs> you know that, that was said. Totally that's not shade. That's an eclipse. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. It's not shade. It's an eclipse, Mark. You're right. Because for those of you who have not seen the picture, Derek uh, is casting aspersions of Megan Good's new book. He seems to be a very nice young man. I don't, you know, I mean, just because he has a bunch of tattoos and, and braids his hair a certain way doesn't mean he's a thug. He can be a very, very, you know, uh, if I saw him walking on the street, I cross over. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. No, he's not. He's not the pastor type. No, he's not a minister type. No, he's not clean cut like that. Uh, you know, he's more of the uh, of the Melvin baby boy variety. Uh, <laughs> but that don't make him a bad person. I'm just saying, you know, so. Uh, and, that, and that ain't going to go over good at dinner tonight with what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're supporting me, player. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to give the audience, uh, you know, when you do a podcast, you want to create mental or radio. You want to create mental pictures for the audience. When, this is a theater of, theater of the mind, as they say. When you mentioned Melvin, the only thing I think of, he butt naked, sweat socks, and <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you want some breakfast? I don't know if that's a good description, man. Well, at any event, we'll, we'll pick this conversation up next week. If you have not subscribed to Power to the People, you know what you got to do. Don't be Joe Biden. Don't be late to the to the party here. Get on it. Be proactive. Be aggressive. Make sure that you sign anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere you listen to a podcast, you can find us. You can also ask Alexa to play Power to the People if you're just too lazy to look for it. Siri might be able to find Power to the People if you ask Siri to say, find the latest episode of Power to the People. Um, you can find us all on, on social media. Facebook has a Power to the People page. Instagram uh, uh, doesn't have a Power to the People page, but we're all on Instagram. And you can find us on Twitter at Power to the Peaks, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. We will see you all same bat time, same bat channel next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.